Okay, hello, Sana. How are you doing? I'm good, Hami. Uh, I'm looking forward to this session because I think it's going to be freestyle and free flow of you know various different topics we find interesting. Uh, yeah, so the, the main topic for this, uh, we decided that it's going to be like recent news, right? Like we are recording this in August, the last day of August uh, 2021. And uh, yeah, we are going to talk a little bit about the different news recently that has come, right? Hi, welcome to Wrong Side of Life. I'm Sana Khan. And I'm Jaime Vuelta. We're friends and we thought about recording our chats. Just because it seems like fun. We talk about all kinds of things like society, tech, law, zombies, zombies, food, of course, food. Like I will, I will start with one that I think is very, um, you know, like quite, quite interesting from my point of view. Like it's very minor, right? But it's, it's interesting from my point of view, the fact that Ireland got over 5 million people, right? Like they, they officially mm. released the census, the estimation. And, um, because it's the first time in like 150 years, more or less, yeah. that Ireland got 5 million. Like it's probably a little bit different because uh, right now it only includes the Republic of Ireland, right? Like there's also a million and a half extra mm-hmm. that that lives in Northern Ireland. Um, but anyways, like it's a significant milestone, right? Because it has taken like ages in in ireland to to grow i think it was the first time since the famine that there's five million and when you take into the fact that there's still a lot of um irish citizens and nationals abroad Mm -hmm. they still haven't been able to make it back home if they're moving you know that makes a lot of irish people uh um, again you know it's not just you know five million four million it's growing rapidly as a country i I think i read that uh, in ireland is one of the few countries that they have uh, more nationals outside of Ireland, right? That <laughs> in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one thing that is quite curious here, where, for example, you can't vote unless you live in Ireland, right? Because yeah. uh, in other countries, for example, in Spain, you can vote for uh, the general election even if you live outside uh, Spain, right? And you yeah. have been living for for a while. But here, for for the president, for the for the parliament, etc., you cannot vote unless you have been living for some time here, and you're obviously you're a national. Yeah, no, and uh, I think that kind of explains why, Hami, the prices in Dublin as regards property is uh, yeah. are just increasing constantly. The uh, uh, the availability of rent uh, is uh, not uh, as high as you'd think, even across Ireland in counties. I was reading an article about County Clare, and they were saying that there's only, at this particular moment, around 30 properties for sale. So mm-hmm. can you imagine if people are trying to buy homes or renting in Clare and those who are wanting to relocate back, there's only 30 houses. 30 houses whole, in, in the whole county. Yeah. That was like, in one of the articles I read and they whoa. were trying to push, uh, you know. Um, like there's, there's few people that live in Clare, but. It's <laughs> 30. Steals, is like, right? like yeah. not 30. <laughs> yeah. And then even they were saying that the rents are they're trying to kind of talk about, like even the fact that people are focusing on the rental problems, uh, purchase properties in uh, Dublin, it's affecting the counties because uh, the population clearly is growing. Mm-hmm. There's an increase in demand uh, and the property market has been slowed down in light of what happened with the COVID restrictions and lockdown. Mm-hmm. Even people building their self-built houses, it takes a, a lengthy procedure in Ireland to get planning permission. Uh, there's a lot of money and time and efforts built into it. So, you know, it, it's not an enjoyable experience in any uh, uh, respect of it. But when I read that article, but they're trying to say that, you know, you have houses that are, uh, um, you know, broken, uh, you have uh, the church church, 
uh, have owning property and the church and everybody else should be, you know, if you're not using your property, we should take the property off you and give it to those who need it. And I think that's a a different discussion (laughs) about that. And uh, um, uh, I think my tone in how I phrase that indicates how I feel about that. I just think if you own (laughs) your property, it's up to you to do what you can with it, provided it isn't illegal. That is how I'd summarize it, Hami. But yes, property market, you know, I think we need to win the lotto and buy, uh, you know, property across Ireland and just become <laughs> those wealthy landlords that everybody hates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let, let's go for, for another thing. Like, what, what do you have next? Yeah, so I think that would be a nice way to kind of uh, talk about, um, uh, a, you know, a feel-good story. It is Ireland's population is growing, which is so... It's a positive sign. Uh, there's ec- economic growth. So all of that is a positive story. Let's move on to something more political. And I think uh, it's been uh, dictated uh, throughout the news throughout August. And I think it's very uh, um, important we did it on the 31st of August as well, because this was the withdrawal date mm-hmm. that uh, the United States had given to uh, the Taliban. And you can see all over the news right now, they're celebrating their victory because just like with Vietnam, it just seemed to be that the U.S. pulled out, withdrew, and made it yeah. look like everything from, from Afghanistan. Just in yeah. case someone <laughs> people think they withdrew from Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong era. There's no podcast back then. There was radio yeah. stations, so you know this could have been the equivalent of a pirate radio uh, station talking. <laughs> you know, then. yeah, telling the truth about you know the Vietnam War and what's happening. But yeah, so again, just like. Vietnam War is viewed as a failure. I think uh, you can't say the way that the U.S. pulled out, and this was in the pipeline since Trump mm-hmm. signed and executed that we will be pulling out of it. You know, and I get it that Biden has only been here for what, how many eight months? Yeah, but you have eight months of planning to do. Yeah, I think I think there has been well uh, things happen doesn't happen at all and then some they they happen very suddenly right like it it has seemed to catch off guard a lot of people right on yeah. in terms of how they were planning and everything there was also the fact that uh, you know the the uh, Afghan government just crumbles down right like it completely was disintegrated like really really quickly so it was it was very fragile right like mm. uh, the the obviously that shows up how uh, Afghanistan was in a very fragile state uh, with the uh, United States um, just basically supporting them, right? But the um, thing uh, that I would, uh, I was, I've been reading up about this to better educate myself. And uh-huh. they were saying that, you know, the Taliban, even with the US there, had occupied nearly 50, 60% of Afghanistan. Yeah. It was just the major cities that we didn't really feel the Taliban presence because that's where these uh, foreign uh, military presence was felt the greatest. Yeah. They had their bases, the US, UK, all of them there. And it's like, okay, so you decided to pull out knowing that there's a high percentage of the country being occupied under Taliban rule. You obviously, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, should like, expected this, but they didn't expect it to collapse within a week. Having. So That's quickly, what I'm trying yeah, to say. Like yeah. a week it took. Yeah, it, it has been like, it, and I think that sort of gets that feeling of, of defeat in a way, right? Like, okay, mm. we stay in Afghanistan for yeah. 20 years and they 
pour like a lot of money, obviously, and yeah. and lives of soldiers and everything, right? Like, and and it was like a military intervention back then, and everything. I I remember that when yeah. when it was the, yeah. the 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 you know the with the twin towers and everything, and it was the invasion of of Afghanistan, and the the main thing is okay for what, right? Like what what was coming from this, right? And and mm. I think that has been a little bit of um, the feeling of of everyone right it's, now right and and on the other hand it's like okay we are not doing anything like we are not willing to be paying for more for this situation right like it's it's obviously an unwinnable position right like but we that are just... is fine hammy but you know what they also did they left biometric data yeah so you know i think you can withdraw i don't have a problem with them withdrawing because enough was enough it was like the vietnam war the certain mm. wars because of the a lot of guerrilla tactics you can't change uh, uh, all of that but they've left billions in uh, technology equipment, products yeah. billions in war equipment and they've actually put people who actually were uh, you know compliant in assisting them during their stay and said well we don't care and look the other way for the most yeah. part and they just agreed to a hard deadline of the 31st. Why wasn't there a systematic effort? How did the airport collapse? Why wasn't there more structure in place? All of these questions, there could have been a better structure to it if they were withdrawing, which they knew, because this was coming from yeah. the Trump administration, which people blame Biden. Biden has not covered himself in glory. Camilla Harris uh, is a ridiculous pri uh, um, prime minister. If you notice, she can hardly talk about more of the controversial topics. Uh, she just seems to laugh it off. That's her, um, you know, kind of be the happy-go-lucky and talk about other, you know, more liberal stuff. But, you know, as a vice president, you have to deal with current issues, such mm -hmm. as, you know, the border crisis. Uh, she, you know, there was huge criticisms of her there. Biden uh, has handled this terribly. Mm -hmm. uh, you can even see in his press conference, like he's literally collapsed. And I think this is going to be the nail in the coffin for the Democrats and potentially winning the 2024. I say this now, things could change. In mm, I think I think probably is not going to be because that Trump critical is, because it's it's far from now, right? Like so, mm -hmm. they have time to recover and to the but point that's that Biden no one makes will the, uh, the four four years, you know. Yeah, and uh, that will be another. But I just think that. The, the the support uh, and, and Trump will never let this be forgotten, particularly with the last attack that killed um, a few yeah. American soldiers. I, I think that is going to be utilized against them, even when you come to the election stage, because that's happened in the past. And he's built and Trump is already campaigning at this stage, and it's only what yeah, six well, seven months. He's so that's peculiar, right? <laughs> no, but that's very clever because he's trying to make the people remember him constantly. So when it does come to it, people are like Trump has always been saying this right because he has the power of retrospect. Biden yeah. has made the decision, and Trump's like, I would never have done this. And yeah, so which, people are like, oh, by the way, he started that, right? Like, you he, know, he was the but, one saying that, and and he wanted to be out earlier, right? Like yeah. Biden uh, delayed the. The, the time by a, a few months. Yeah, and so like nobody gives him the credit for that. But again, the way they handled it, like if this was Hammy, um, a merger or uh, an acquisition in a business and a senior management had done this and mm -hmm. there was like, I'm not talking about death or casualties, but like there was loss in revenue, reputation, the big, uh, you know, incident took place you would have to hold people accountable. And the yeah. only people you would hold accountable are those on the top because, you know, these are key international focus, particularly where billions have been spent. And what's my biggest concern is 
you know, did they not have enough technology resources to delete the data within their database? Yeah, that that seemed to be, and and especially because like uh, there has been like a lot of pressure for the rest of the people, right? Like everyone in the embassies, everyone, mm-hmm. all the NATO allies that they were also stationed on on Kabul, yeah. um, living in in a good shape, right? There, there has been like a huge chaos on bringing people back and especially like, you know, getting visas or getting to uh, translators yeah. and people and that like were working in that. People who had made applications years ago because the yeah. process isn't, so, you know, there, it was in their system. They have the biometric data, Hami. Yeah. Why wasn't there a process in place to help them? But it just goes to show me that either they didn't care or they're entirely uh, in uh, out of their debt, which makes me worried for our future because if these are their leaders, you know, we look at these as the people who are, you know, the cream of the cream. They're the ones who are leading yeah. us, monitoring us, and they failed. How can we expect ordinary citizens to make better decisions if the leaders aren't able to make uh, succinct decisions? And decisions go well and bad, but if you have a plan, there was no demonstration of plan throughout the pullout uh, and withdrawal other mm-hmm. than saying we're withdrawing. And of course, if you're Taliban, you've got now the international uh, attention, Mm-hmm. You've got a given the thirty first. Why would they comply? Well, because they're, they're like they are. They have been taking like, you know, everyone sort of recognizing them, right? Like, yeah. obviously, well, China uh, and Russia were the first to recognize yeah, them. Were the first because you know China and Russia, but um, and China they also Russia's uh, like they've done nothing to us. So <laughs> <laughs> therefore, but yeah. uh, also it looks like uh, you know because also. I don't know. I'm not an expert in international matters and especially, you know, Central Asia kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. which seems to be notoriously complicated. Yeah. But it, it seems that really Afghanistan is 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 a peculiar in the way that you're not never going to have like a, a country, like, you know, yeah, a, a state nation in the way that we, which was actually like sort of the the idea, right? Like to, okay, let's try to bring here like a, a full government mm. um no more like warlords and no more, yeah, yeah. right? Like trying to create a, a state basically. And it, it just blow off, right? Like probably it's too much think, dissension between yeah. different tribes and different uh, groups. And, and they have been fighting each other for <laughs> hundreds <laughs> and thousands of years, <laughs> yeah. right? And they just are not agreeing like that. That's like, country right like they yeah. they probably have their their groups uh, that are completely different from what you will consider other countries that not necessarily are very far away right like and iran it, is probably a country yeah, and i think uh, what people also forget about afghanistan is that you know the war in the 90s between russia and america americans literally helped and funded the taliban to be yeah. the militia hence why we have rambo tree actually filmed <laughs> well not filmed but like you know with uh, um, you know, Afghanistani. Uh, yeah. He was in Afghanistan trying to uh, liberate the Afghanistan's. Yeah. From, it's, uh, it's even dedicated to the brave Mujahideen, uh, right? So <laughs> yes, the, yes, of, exactly. uh, of Afghanistan, right? So, because back then they were the, the resistance. Yeah, so uh, so it's coming back because it was a strategic location um, for Russia into mm-hmm. Asia. It's close to Pakistan, India, China. So, you know, Americans didn't want them to involve. So, you know, to me, that's the funny thing because uh, Afghanistan was actually very liberal in the 60s and 70s. You mm-hmm. know, it was modern. It had. Uh, but I think the fractions uh, uh, and the wars had re-emphasized the different fractions. So they all think I can do a better job and ne- none of them can do any good job. But I think this round, I've been listening to what the Taliban are saying. They're trying to come across as more intelligent. And some of them 
are making valid points. They're like, we haven't beheaded people. And he goes, you can't blame the action of the leaders on the uh, rogue soldier. And I'm like, you know, if you think about it that way, when you remember Iraq... Yeah, probably they're better at PR. <laughs> yeah, no, but the thing is, I mean, if you remember uh, the uh, Iraq incident, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not justifying it, but it brought, when he said that, I was like, actually, you know, they're pretending just like when you go to these politics, uh, you put on the news, you know, American Western propaganda are always saying that, you know, we're trying to liberate, we're trying to put freedom, equality, all of that and prevent terrorist attacks taking place, hence why Iraq war happened. Mm-hmm. But their military are trying to say we have morals, code of conduct, all of these rule of law in place. But you had soldiers going rogue, uh, beating, abusing uh, Iraqi prisoners. They were, you know, peeing on them, they're defecating on them, they're physically abusing yeah. them psychologically. And there was pictures proven and even mm-hmm. doing it to dead bodies. I mean, are you going to blame the leader of uh, the uh, uh, army or was these the rogue soldiers? So yeah. nobody blamed the army. They're just saying, oh, we need to, you know, yeah. penalize bad those apples. people. Yeah, so those bad apples. So I think what the Taliban are saying is that you hear these stories, but we are trying to create a policy and procedure. So I think this time it's like it is a, a version two that they're at least trying to pretend at the, I don't know of what's happening, but they're trying to present to the world that we can have intellectual conversation. Yeah. And we will, you know, um penalize those bad apples if they're proven to be guilty. Just like what the Americans said, you know, those soldiers involved in the Iraqi abuse case yeah. will be um, you know, uh, examined through the rule of law and through the military courts. So obviously mm-hmm. they don't have their military courts, they have their Sharia law. And so it's like, actually, you know, whatever they're doing, they're trying to present. And maybe there are people, and one of the um, Taliban representatives said, and I thought it was very clever, he goes, people are also using this as an opportunity to escape a very poor country. Mm-hmm. We are exceptionally poor, there's no opportunities. Um, and we're very sad to see. And I was like, you know what, they're actually trying to, you know, convince people and they're not like saying we kill you yeah. all you know but you just stay away from <laughs> uh, them yeah, you I have think, to i think they're more intelligent than to do that right like and and i think that they're sort of their game at the moment is sort of present themselves as yeah. okay there has been a revolution now we won yeah. and we are I, going to be running the country right and yeah. um it's it's a more look, even ISIS hates them. So they're saying we're not yeah. that bad because ISIS <laughs> hates us and ISIS is attacking us. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like two drug cartels saying, Oh no, the Mexican drug cartels are crazy. They're really local, but the Colombian we have rules and manners in our <laughs> drug cartel. Do yeah. you know? It's it's, it's going like... to be a little bit like that, right? Like and 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 again, as as we said, right, like they probably are going to control most of the country, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, whatever that means, right? And but and there's most still... of the opium, you know. <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, you know, there's but many there... Hollywood movies, Netflix movies, TV series where the uh, uh, you know uh, foreign um, military presence, UK or British soldiers. Even in the case of Vietnam, there was opium there. So you know, uh, uh, drug smuggling back into America and the yeah. Western world. When the Vietnam War happened, there was a, st- a stark increase in cocaine import. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same with uh, opium. Like there are, you know, American soldiers like, wait, this is a quick buck. You're, you're getting pure <laughs> opium into the country, which can be diluted. The yeah. amount of money you can make. So now the Taliban control that. It's all about commerce, right? Like the world <laughs> moves around commerce. Yeah. And apparently drugs as well, Hami. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
But yeah, so if from my own perspective, I just think that that's, I don't, I don't think anybody will be given the, given the true picture. There's certain things that are probably said or agreed that uh, the reason why the West seem to just say, okay, we're withdrawing and we agree to Taliban. I think there's bigger issues there that yeah, maybe think- we don't know as ordinary people because I just find it so strange that you would lose leave billions. Yeah, but I, I, I think basically has been like, okay, enough is enough. We are out of here because we don't know. We don't. We can't even remember why we started this in the, in the <laughs> first place, right? And yeah. and and I mean, like, yes, like everyone was forgetting that, right? Like, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. if you ask me like a year ago, like, oh yeah, there's still a lot of people in Afghanistan. It was like, like, what? What are you telling me? Like, yeah, yeah, even yeah. that finished like a long time ago because yeah. it it was really like a what a military occupation like it's going to be running forever mm-hmm. like that does make sense uh, right now or or sense for yeah. the united states right like i mean like don't decide any of that and and there doesn't seem to be like a yeah. clear mandate or or idea whether we agree or not right like okay yeah. we want to have like permanent presence here because reasons but um yeah so you know at some point it was like yeah what are we going to to do bring back the helicopters hell no like let's leave it there and let's get out of here because we don't we don't really want this anymore right yeah and, but that's like it's like you're in an, uh, a relationship and you just check out and then yeah. you just leave your house you leave your car yeah, yeah. and and it has been with with a lot of other nations that had uh um, personnel there, you know, like embassies of NATO nations that were there. But the NATO UK are going to leave, Hami, when the major presence gives yeah, them no, they will have to. They will have to leave. But but it's it's uh, so there has been also a change in the in the American policy uh, with respect of Middle East uh, and mm. everything surrounding that. Right? They used to have a very very active presence, especially things like you know, obviously Iraq as well, but yeah. uh, you know, Kuwait and and uh, Saudi Arabia and everything. And right now, they seem to be like saying, like, mm, look, like we, like the the future is not in oil, right? Like we were here sort of for the oil and stabilize, uh, uh, creating that and being sure that the the price of the oil was not crazy high and things yeah, like that yeah. and it's not that much interesting anymore like we yeah. have gas at home and we have oil and we are not dependent on the um, mm. oil from arab countries in general uh, anymore yeah. so let's get out of here and focus on china which seems to be like what the world <laughs> is going right and meanwhile and, russia is just like and there has been like even uh, with obama so that's eight years ago he actually said like you know we are going to be pivoting more towards pacific more than other places, right? Yeah. And that means And like, Russia keeps saying, Am I a joke to you? Like it's trying to get America's attention. Yeah. But, like America's like, no, China. China. Well, they even invaded a country, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> trying to capture attention, talking about uh, talking uh, capturing attention. But but yeah, so they're they're going to be pivoting more towards uh, being more active in Pacific. I don't know if that will mean something or they will Mm, uh, just reinforce the troops that maybe they have they're there. looking for godzilla in the pacific i don't Perhaps, know <laughs> or, you know the, i don't know if you watch pacific rim like uh, yes movie. exactly yeah. I have uh, and they know something that we don't uh yeah. but uh but yeah it seems like they are going out and and one of the things that has changed in the middle east recently has been a lot of those you know uh, relationships between iran and saudi arabia and even israel and everything because basically the United States said like, okay, now you're on your own. I'm out of here, right? Yeah. So <laughs> but behave. Wait, 
No, but the United States did that after they caused damage. <laughs> so, well, of course, because, you know, what, what had happened over a long time, right? Like, yeah, and it's funny. Yeah, it's but- like, you know, you have a group of friends, right? And the one friend reveals a secret and says, okay, I'm going to leave now. My cab is here. And then the rest are in the room and you're kind of like, okay, that bomb cell, how are we <laughs> going to deal with it? And then, you know, you have like different uh, implications and sometimes some may deal with it quietly and wait for their moment. Others will be more abrupt, fiery fights. Other would be probably in tears, you know, like if it was a major yeah. secret. Um, and the person that says, well, you know, I think that went well. Everybody seemed to listen to what I had to say and they're strolling away in their cab to their yeah. flight somewhere else and escaping. Yeah. That's how I see it. You and, know? and it has been to the point that the European Union right now they they have like well the the high representative which is sort of like the foreign minister for the European Union has been suggesting like well perhaps we should take um, more seriously the idea of a European army right <laughs> to to not depend that much from the United States because if the United States decide like well we are off of this uh, suddenly you just say like what sorry like did you inform me <laughs> right and there there has been like you know there's a lot of uh, nato members that are um european right yes yes um so so they want to have some sort of control over what's going on because if they if the interest of united states are not aligned with the interest of of europe being uk or being you know mm-hmm. european union obviously you will have to do something with that right if if russia which is will be a more pressing thing more than China probably for Europe if they are not taking care of that or they are they are not caring basically it's like okay what is going to happen with Russia right like perhaps yeah. we need to be taking this into account yeah. protect our borders that kind of stuff and uh, yeah, but uh, going to kind of a more serious issue when you know the withdrawal everyone's like all oh, these refugees are going to neighboring countries the neighboring countries are Iran and Pakistan and yeah. you know part uh, partially China I mean, the history of uh, Afghanistan refugees um, in Pakistan is, uh, you know, not a straightforward. Pakistan has suffered a lot of terrorist attacks by the Taliban themselves mm-hmm. uh, because they were seen as helping the U.S. And obviously other people have different views, but there have been a lot of attacks by the Taliban mm-hmm. affecting Pakistan. So I do think that, you know, uh, as a developing and underdeveloping country, it does have a right to say, you know, we are now going to protect ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we want to have people who are legalized or have formal documentation, identification, so we have something in our system. So I think to put the pressure on neighboring countries like you and made an urgent cry like you and are you going to help Pakistan look yeah. after these people when they can't? And then, uh, you know, when things go wrong, um, there was like the Afghanistani government started saying, oh, I'm, we're going to take back all the refugees uh, from Pakistan into Afghanistan. And they were kind of basically berating and insulting Pakistan. So Pakistan's like, fine, we're going to now start expelling Afghanistani refugees in the country. Mm-hmm. Look after them yourself. So there was kind of like this political rift between yeah, the two countries um, that was funded by India. Uh, and, you know, so all of this being there, I think it's a bit rich for the UN or NATO to say neighboring countries like Iran, Pakistan, look after these uh, yeah, refugees it, it, when it's it's quite complicated and especially right now that the the refugees in general since the last i don't know 15 years or well probably more they have been used like sort of a weapon yeah. right like there was like a lot of refugees from syria and it's like oh yeah you have to give me money or i will release the refugees right like yeah. sort of using that as a threat and the same thing happens right now right like oh yeah we are going to get so many refugees that is going to create a problem in your in your country and everything and it's, it's just i don't know it's just strange 
But it's like all NATO countries can help. Why should it be the neighboring countries when you know the neighboring countries are basically struggling for survival? And like, if something does go wrong, those countries can collapse from a political perspective. And that could be another uprising, another problem. But I actually think that uh, the Afghanistan withdrawal may bite the US uh, uh, um, in the back because, you know, the country really doesn't have much uh, exports. So Mm -hmm. where is the money going to come from? So you would see uh, drug uh, trafficking increasing. Yeah, you uh, will see maybe even terrorist attacks increasing because there are people going to be there that disgruntled about how the U.S. left them abandoned mm-hmm. to the Taliban, so they might fall within or to the ISIS, and they might fall into the uh, you know um, remit of joining ISIS, who are mm-hmm. obviously against everybody, um, and they just think that they know the best and everybody else knows nothing. Mm-hmm. But that's another topic of the conversation from. But what's to stop the terrorist attacks increasing again? You know, a terrorist attack in foreign borders do not take place easily. A lot of time is taken, but the drug, illegal, uh, you know, um, uh, diamonds, probably Probably one thing that will happen, I mean, I I don't, I have no idea, but if the Taliban sort of have learned a lesson probably on that is, you know, not to set up camps of training people to go to other countries. But... What happened, like Afghanistan was always like a, a, a crazy, um, it was sort of like a scapegoat for some things, right? Like it's true that the Taliban's had, um, because, you know, the invasion of Afghanistan was basically, okay, there has been these guys that uh, produced the 9-11 and they were trained in in Afghanistan, right? And they were part of Al-Qaeda, which was an organization set up by a Saudi that he was in Afghanistan because he went in the 80s in to Afghanistan to uh, fight against the the Russians, right? So it's all yeah. very international in a, and in they a were way, all right? very friends with each other. And as then, Rambo three showed us, yeah. <laughs> and then they, they were they was yeah like I, I like the historical sources of uh, Rambo three, right? <laughs> and the, the I need idea, to watch this after this conversation, Hammy. Yeah, I'm going to watch Rambo three. You know, well, pr- probably we should have seen that before the conversation even more. <laughs> Um, but the the thing with that is that, uh, you know, it was like a sort of the base of it. And the idea was that Al-Qaeda was there, right? Like, the, the yeah. okay, they're training the people there. They're, um, Osama bin Laden is there, so let's go get him, right? And what happened is that that wasn't exactly what happened. <laughs> like, that was not a great assumption, right? Like, like Osama bin Laden was hidden in Pakistan, not in Afghanistan, yeah. right? Um the Al Qaeda, like Iraq had weapons of mass destruction, yeah, which and, never and, took place. And Al Qaeda got sort continuing. Sure, they took a they took a hit, and they probably never got the same operation uh, thing and as before. Mm. But it become like sort of more a franchise, right? Like a, a way of doing things. Where right now you don't have the same kind of terrorist attacks in in a broader sense, like as big as you get with nine eleven, but more yeah. a guy taking a van and and hitting people. In, the, in a they're city, all right? significant because they're trying to scare the population. Yeah, they're trying to evoke a reaction, and uh, I just think that uh, the world is not going to get more tricky. Particularly where I actually think that you know. Just around the corner, a recession is due, Hami, because all these countries have declared a loss yeah. in net income, and yet they're pumping out money 
yeah particularly the western world and you see the underdeveloping developing world like literally crying out for help because they're struggling people are dying they don't have enough in the workplace they can't uh, you know people literally can't uh, afford to to not work in these countries so mm-hmm. i think that when the recession does happen that cause more contentious issues more frustrations and if uh, an attack happens it's going to have real repercussions because people would be seen you need to do something to you know protect your country and that would just be you know the circle is continuous and I just think that it's going to be potentially a dark lesson that we all have to learn in the future because we just forgot about one of the groups you said Al-Qaeda they're saying that there's going to be memories of the Taliban being leaders of Al-Qaeda and again it goes back to I watched the movie uh, and it was basically the Americans helping uh, the Colombian drug cartel because it made sense to undermine the Mexican drug cartels because Mm -hmm. the Mexican drug cartels had become too powerful and I think it was Sekiro or however you say that it's uh, one of those um, military uh, drug cartel movies. No, and, Very and there depressing. Was, there because- was for a while that they were, um, because in, in, in Colombia, right, that there has, you know, Colombia was like super complicated country, right? And they have like a lot of intervention by the yeah. United States and they had like the, a lot of problems, especially in the 80s with uh, drug cartels that were, you know, really big yeah. but they also have guerrillas in the in the jungle and they have like um, um different kinds of them right left wing right wing whatever mm-hmm. and in some cases they were even um uh, united states were fomentating uh some of them to try to to uh, play yeah. against communism right so left wing guerrillas or whatever they were financed other other guys getting that so it was it was all yeah. uh, quite complicated and there was i think it was called flank colombia i think that they were giving like a lot of money to colombia to try to fight all these, right? Yeah. And and yeah, or like you know, you get a lot of the, uh, areas where the guerrillas were, Hammy, and dumping, yeah. you know, guns, weapons, ammunition to keep them, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, like that was like uh, a b- very big uh, thing. I think I think right now probably we are not in the same world. Like the world is is hopefully a little bit less, um, a little bit less. Um, I know I disagree. Yeah, like I, I think it is when you look like the brother numbers. It's- Right in the world and in general, like but the I whole world more, is, is more peaceful. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there are groups of places, right? Like spots where you have like yeah. horrible things. Happening. I think it's, um, I think it's a different aspect. I agree and disagree in the sense that. I think the method that's been chosen, you're not going to have the um, governments dumping, you know, large yeah. ammunition over uh, a remote part of a country. It's more of how they fund people in the background how mm-hmm. to educate them, train them up, make them use technology resources. Because I think the future of war, uh, uh, if you're in kind of the Western world, is cyber attacks, cyber yeah. infrastructure. And there has um, been like a significant number so, of them, right? Already. Because like, I just don't understand how North Korea is so powerful, Hami, with cyber attacks, like with the Sony hack that they did, right? When North Korea is basically shunned from the world. Yeah. You know, where are they getting there? There's some country obviously helping them uh, on the down low. Um, maybe a neighbor, a large neighbor. <laughs> Funny messing. <laughs> I mean, the large neighbor. Oh, who could that be? <laughs> but, you know, 
it's North Korea is a sanctioned country um, and severely sanctioned. It's on the blacklist uh, for uh, the uh, money laundering. Um, so people aren't going to be putting foreign direct investment in it. Yet they have all these resources, or at least a certain group of them, and they're all up to date on, you know, technology advancements. And you think that, you know, as a country that's so isolated, you would struggle but they're able to, mm-hmm. you know, understand complex um, attacks uh, and penetrate very large organizations worth billions um, and they can cause, you know, or try and attempt to affect countries' uh, technology infrastructure. So from my perspective, I think the same is happening, but if they are doing it more cleverly that the likes of the ordinary person doesn't see it happening, oh, you know, we found uh, US-made or, uh, you know, British-made weapons um now they're educating them, I believe, with the mind, training them and, you know, the steps to take and how to really cause an impact. At least that's my view on yeah. what I'm seeing. No, and probably cyber war will be like, a, you know, it's, it's already happening, like probably low intensity yeah. because it's more what we talk in cybersecurity, right? Like there's probably some attacks that are done by means of someone that will be like a bad agent, which could yeah. be foreign governments, right? Like attacking uh, specific pieces of infrastructure and things like that. Uh, It's all way more under the hood, right? It's more more hidden Mm. than a big war, someone in the middle of a country, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it takes time. Obviously, so there's there's waiting. less people there's less people being shot at, which is or a less, good improvement. Yeah, or, or less people, like less ordinary person being impacted. It's like yeah. the governments or the major corporations. Yeah, and, and, you know, the financial impact is also a thing, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. going to have an impact in in the lives of people and everything. But, you know, it's, it's, it's well, it's less violent, let's, mm. let's say, right, on that. So I think in, in general, the, the world is less violent probably than it was specifically, you know, in the, in the 80s and everything because that back then there was like a lot of things. Yeah, right um, now. But just... right now there's, there's less, that doesn't mean that there's like terribly, terrible places like uh, awful <laughs> places and, and wars going on in that, right? Like, yeah. Afghanistan that we recently. will never know until something just gets released into the press or it yeah, becomes... or, or we ignore, right? Like we know that there's a still a war in Syria and, you know, it nobody's hasn't been talking the about news, anymore right? because it's not selling the papers, it's not selling the interest. So uh, I, 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 I think that if you are an educated person, you will hear both sides. As much as I hate right wing or liberal, sometimes the liberal media and everyone, you could, I'm more in line with the liberal aspects of things, but I'm just kind of, I acknowledge that sometimes they're OTT over the top mm-hmm. as regards what they're looking for. Um, and uh, I think the right wings talk a lot of lies with the liberal side, at least they try and use facts. Yeah. But the right wings is like, because I feel like the government is putting chips into our um, uh, uh, arms with these vaccines as my husband yeah. goes, we're actually giving the government a lot of credit that they're so well capable and organized and intelligent. Well, not only that, like we are trying to get uh, um, a lot of chips to vaccinate the whole population with chips in the middle of a shortage of sea- of chips. chips. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's why right because now. the government has bought it all, Hamid. Yeah, they bought know all that? the chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes How all sense. How can you not know that? You know, this is all a big conspiracy. Yeah. Ja- just for you- the records, no, in the vaccines, there's no chips, <laughs> right? Yes. Like, if you no. can't see a smile, uh, hopefully our tone of voice <laughs> will kind of clarify this. But yeah, so like, I mean, 
there are probably ways that the government are monitoring us. Why would they put a chip in us when we are letting them track us through our devices? No need. Like there's I mean, way better ways of doing things, right? They're like, already watching us and we're like, oh no, they're putting a chip. I'm like, okay, you already see what I do in and out. Put the chip in me. If it, if it was a chip <laughs> in, do you get where I'm coming from, Hammy? It's like, yeah. if you think that the government isn't watching or knows what you do, you're wrong. But if you think the government is so sophisticated to actually come up with one of those sci-fi, uh, maybe in the future, you don't know. I don't know, right? They're always trying to expand that there is a chip into it. But like the government is, knows everything about you in this day and age, particularly in the Western world where there's cameras, yeah. there's, you know, every time you click your card, it's been uh, monitored in terms of this was where you were last accessed. So then they can trigger what was the nearest public camera. So then they can identify where you were. So, you know, in those things, it's easy for someone to be identified um, uh, for um, criminal illegal purposes. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think you should be worried too much about a simple chip no. on that. Uh, but that leads us into the nice conversation the, uh, about the anti-vaxxers and the lockdowns. Mm -hmm. um, and there's huge like lockdown uh, and anti-lockdown protesters in New Zealand and Australia, because that those two countries were very severe in uh, their lockdown restrictions and they're still yeah. fining and penalized people. Um, but I think people have just gone so tired of it. And I can appreciate that, that even those anti-lockdowners are now combining with the anti-vaxxers because they both have the same agenda. We want to be yeah. out and free. So they've kind of become a larger group, even though they, you know, the anti-lockdowners may have actually got the vaccine. They just don't mm. want to be stuck in the, the uh, um, in a lockdown. And I can appreciate how uh, people feel, but it always brings me back to some of those, you know, post-apocalyptic movies that we talked about, you know, that I love. Mm -hmm. It's more a study about the human mind, the mm -hmm. system and government that we know now and how quickly it can collapse um, yeah. So, you know, if it was even uh, a case that this was a very, it is serious COVID, people are dying and all of this, but say that, you know, it was like a zombie apocalypse, you turned into a zombie, came back and killed somebody else, you know, mm -hmm. the system and governments aren't capable, humanity isn't capable because we basically become the demons ourselves because we're like we want to do it our way and you can see these anti-lockdowners saying their rights are being breached when actually when you think about it you taking the vaccine makes it easier for medical professionals not to be dealing with people who aren't vaccinated getting the vac uh, covid and then going to hospital and taking up demands and the hospital beds yeah. that other people need attention it's not about COVID killing people, it's actually about the the impact it has on the healthcare yeah. service. And, and, and that has been like quite that. important. Yeah, that has been quite important because, you know, when we were talking at the very beginning of all the, the COVID situation was, oh, flatten the curve, right? Like we were talking yeah. all the time about flatten the curve. Why? Because if we get a few people with, you know, with COVID comparatively, a few of them will go to the hospital and a few of them will go to UCI and yeah. but they will be able to recover like most of them right yeah. while if we have too many people the the um, hospital collapse and it's not only the people on covid mm. that we won't have the best possible treatment every time there will be people i don't know car accident or whatever that mm. they won't have a space on that right so yeah. it becomes like way way worse and that was what happened it, originally right in 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 europe right like there was yeah. some problems because the, the hospitals weren't big enough they even in spain they even built a specific uh hospital for that right 
and they build yeah. like they put camping hospitals they they try to increase the 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 capacity of the hospital system to try to get more more people uh, take care of more people right so it's it's not necessarily a, yeah. a, an idea of trying to get no one ever has COVID because that's going to be impossible, right? It's more about, okay, if only a very few people have COVID, I it's, think it's the way zero better COVID, for everything. Yeah. Yeah, the zero COVID strategy, uh, I think, And the zero strategy, COVID strategy, strategy New be, Zealand, yeah. Australia had is not possible. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's not it's possible. Going to be uh, and what's more shocking to me is Israel having... And I think uh, Israel having the highest uh, uh, daily rates, even though it has uh, one of the countries that were used as an example. And yeah. the, I just think, I think that, that the variants will continue, Hami. And it's yeah, I think I think that Israel, the problem that they have at the moment is that they still had a significant amount of population that didn't take the vaccine. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly yeah. who. I imagine that they have a, a significant po- a part, uh, part that is orthodox and they don't want to get vaccinated because religious um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, reasons. And uh, there's like a group of people, right, that they're getting a lot of uh, COVID enough to create the, this this sort of wave that they have at the moment. Now, that said, they, they have mm. a very... I, I checked this morning and... Uh, they they still don't have like a lot of cases that are uh, seems to be severe, but the number of cases seems to be growing at the moment, and they are starting with the yeah and third dose of the vaccine for certain people. And I think they were saying, Hammy, when I was reading the uh, um, news, since we are talking about news, it said mm-hmm. that the reason why Israel seems to be having an, an increase in the um, COVID cases is because they're one of the first countries to kind of master the vaccine rollout. And it's been proven that uh, uh, certain uh, uh, vaccines do lose their coverage or protections over time, which explains why the numbers are increasing, hence why there needs to be a booster. And now many mm-hmm. countries, because... You know, we got ours in the summer, Hammy, in Ireland. So, you know, yeah. if we need a boost, it'd be probably a couple of months down the line. So this is going to be like a, a cold flu vaccine or the influenza vaccine. I think it needs to be something that's going to be continuous. Uh, we should take it. Uh, and I hope we don't get any hate mails from those anti-vaxxers now, Hammy. But yeah. I hope uh, that, uh, you know, uh, we just take it and just live with the risk. It's better to kind of try and have some element of normality. Yeah. Um, and take the vaccine and take the booster. Uh, I was destroyed after the vaccine. Like for three days, I was like a zombie. Yeah. Hammy. Like my was fever was really bad. And I kept thinking, oh my God, if this is the mild form of COVID, how are certain people? Um, and I don't have any underlining, thankfully, conditions. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, affected very bad of it. And so was my husband, you know. So we got the bad dose. Even our friend uh, as well, she goes, she was knocked out for um, two days um, into it. So, you know, it is affecting some people and sometimes the other vaccine people are like, it's fine. And sadly, it affects some people really negatively and they do pass away. And it's heartbroken stories, but you would hope that there's some sort of recourse from a legal or compensation perspective to give some sort of uh, comfort but there's always a risk in everything. If you and I walk outside the door, you know, we have to be cautious about walking yeah. the road. You don't know who's coming around the corner. So I think in the scheme of things, for the greater good, 
we should just uh, embrace the vaccines uh, into yeah, it. Yeah, and, uh, you know. and really in, in, in Ireland is one of the countries that has the highest population that wants to take the vaccine, right? That there has been, the anti-vaxxer yeah. here has been pretty minimal. And we are yeah. really over 90, so um, another thing that I check, we are over 90% of people older than 16 is, years uh, already yeah. with one vaccine. At least, right? Yeah. Um, and and higher than eighty something, eighty six, I think, with two vaccines, right? Uh, so already fully vaccinated. So um, obviously, this is adults, and the population, the general population, is more like sixty something. But the um, the number of um, uh, so the numbers are very good. I think they should they should make a big difference, uh, particularly by middle of September. Uh, because by then, uh, you know, we'll have ninety percent of people fully vaccinated with probably the full the full dose, right? So that that should really yeah. um, that should really make a difference on on that. At least that's what the government is saying. That right? That they are and, going to. Uh, yeah, was, and as we've learned, going back to the first piece of news we talked about, there's five million people in Republic of Ireland that still leaves a lot of unvaccinated people, Hammy spreading the vaccine hence why we're getting the numbers um so it's like a circle so you even you know get a hundred percent there may be a mutation in the vaccine that uh causes uh, uh you know the vaccine to be around uh, the virus uh, a mutation in the virus apologies not the vaccine mm -hmm. that causes um the the virus to be around and i just think that this is one of the SARS type uh, um, virus that seems to be surviving. We've had a mm -hmm. number of mini SARS scares throughout uh, the past 20 years and it's been kind of managed, but this kind of uh, uh, coronavirus is like, I'm, I'm beating everybody else. Look at me, I'm the best virus around because look at the implications we've had. We've had yeah. other mini SARS types, uh, uh, um, you know, viruses, but this one is kind of staying around. And I think it could be what we now know as the new influenza, you know, because it has yeah, the it, same types of... It, it looks like it's going to be something like that. Like it's going to be a stationary disease that we will get, or you know, perhaps all year round, perhaps only in in winters, uh, and it's going to be similar to the flu, right? Like the flu, even if we don't think about that, you know, it's still a novel disease that yeah. kills people every oh. year, and especially if you have something associated with that, right? Like you're weak for whatever reason, you're old, or you have another um, another disease that could make you prone to more problems in your respiratory system, etc. Um, but yeah, like that looks like it's going to be another thing that I think is going to be key is um, also the the vaccination of other countries because uh, yeah. mostly right now that that the people that has been vaccinated the most has been like obviously rich countries that are the ones that has mm. access to vaccines. Yeah. Um, but after that. I think that we should try to keep generating as ma as many as we can and keep sending them to to uh, other countries, right? And probably agree, they yeah. they should be like a big uh, subvention on, I don't know if covering the full cost or almost the full cost or whatever. Like I'm to totally supporting of of giving that away for free and and creating as many as possible mm -hmm. to try to distribute that again around the world, right? Because it's going to be the kind of thing that if yeah. we if everyone in the world is vaccinated, right? Ideally, I know that. Probably that's impossible to to achieve. Uh, the problem go, goes away. Like it's it's way less probable that we have a bad mutation that we have like a reservoir of um, 
the the virus affecting the people in the southern hemisphere in you know in the uh, when here in Europe are in summer and then the northern hemisphere when we yeah. are in in winter right on on winters which is what happens with with the flu um, yeah. so i think that's that's going to be like the the sort of the challenge for the next the next year probably uh yeah. and i think we should try to you know like really keep going and and keep producing vaccines as much as possible and keep sending that to other countries to try to vaccinate as many people as possible. I agree. And I think that leads us to another conversation that I read and brings it back to the previous podcast. See what we're mm -hmm. doing, Hammy, going back to everything we've talked about <laughs> at the stage. You know? um, and that is, I was looking um, online, I was researching about cybersecurity, and there was um, a recent uh, report made mm -hmm. uh, that ranks countries in terms of cybersecurity vulnerability. And I think the research was done by the International Telecommunication Union. Mm -hmm. um, so it's pretty, pretty reputable, you know. Um, and guess where Ireland, uh, uh, as a nation in Europe, mm -hmm. ranks from a cybersecurity perspective as, a, as you know, of being one of the worst <laughs> one of the yay go Ireland like number one <laughs> in, in that like probably the only thing that we are number one in the world <laughs> we are actually number six okay well number six good so good six decision. no 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 Hami no no listen we're number <laughs> six in Europe so uh, the, the countries before us as in ranking the worst yeah is Romania okay. right then we have Austria France, Luxembourg, and then it's Ireland. Okay, so best better than than France. That's that's <laughs> nice. I mean, that's not with the way France has as a reputation. Are yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You perhaps know. they're they're especially sensible to because to they're all to fighting with each other. So no, I'm not doing this work. <laughs> You're not doing. We'll go on strike. That's what happens. The vulnerability in the French <laughs> yeah. cybersecurity industry is because they are constantly on strike, Sammy. That's mm -hmm. it. You know to talk about. Uh, uh, um, the, the stereotypes but yeah i yeah. thought that was a very interesting thing and they talk about the hse and we talked about the hse thing in the previous yeah. one again yeah yeah. everybody talks about the hse but we still don't know the full facts yeah, it's like yeah, no. it's, you know uh, so no and it, it has severely impacted the ireland right like the hse um security problem has been like really it, it should should be like a warning for Obviously for Ireland in general, but uh, also for the whole of Europe to say, okay, we really need to take cybersecurity uh, uh, as a priority to try to avoid these things because they could be incredibly destructive. Yeah. And now, because we've talked about a lot of depressing and negative news with kind of funny undertones, <laughs> maybe <laughs> it represents our dark nature, Harry. Uh, I want to touch base on kind of a more lighthearted one, and that is sports. Okay. Um, so we've talked about politics, we've talked about society, we've talked about technology, yeah. um, we've talked about, uh, you know, uh, film, yeah. you know, we talked about the pandemic. Um, and now I think it's nice just to touch base on uh, sports. And I think there's two biggest news for me yeah. uh, is um, Ronaldo okay. moving back to uh, Ooh, Manchester United. Manchester United um, and you know as if Man United had a chance I think they were Man United, Ronaldo was using Man United to entice Manchester United to make an offer mm -hmm. and also if you want me to know 
is watching Arsenal self-destruct <laughs> and then watching actually the reaction of Arsenal fans. And I am okay. an Arsenal fan, but a bitter Arsenal fan. Yeah. I felt like I've picked this team since I was young and I'm now sticking with it. So I am a reluctant Arsenal fan. Okay. In the previous games, right, Arsenal have lost um, since uh, the Premiership uh, has started, I think, uh, 1st of um, August. Oh, we seem to be doing promising. Uh, Arsenal v Chelsea, Chelsea won 2-1. Yeah. Arsenal v Tottenham, again, you know, you'd okay, they lost 1-0, fine. Yeah. Arsenal v, v Bet- Brentford, and I love seeing the reaction of the people. Yeah. Two to Brentford, nil to Arsenal. That's mm-hmm. not even in the Premiership, I think. No, I think it is in the Premiership. Sorry. Yeah, Brentford. Arsenal v Chelsea, 2 nil. Yeah. Uh, West Brom v Arsenal was 6 to Arsenal, nil to West Brom. And if you see the reaction of the Arsenal fans, they're like, oh, yes, we're back into this. And I'm just like, you are so stupid. <laughs> you know, that's all I keep seeing is when you see these passionate Arsenal fans saying, oh, we finally got over the hurt. And I'm like, how uh, idiot are you? It's like, you know, someone saying, oh, he won't cheat on me again. And then the person yeah. cheats on him three or four times goes, but look, it wasn't my fault. It was your fault. You made me cheat or you did this to me you pushed me away so then the person's like oh maybe it is so i think arsenal has an abusive arsenal as a team i describe them as the abuser and we as the fans are the uh, you know oh it'll change it'll change no no arsenal has you know um you know gotten paid and put money 120 million they've used or around that for uh bringing in players who are these players i can play better and I'm exceptionally unfit at the moment. I'm sure I can do some sort of passionate uh, uh, shots. Um, and why didn't Arsenal uh, spend 120 million on Ronaldo? That one Ronaldo could basically rectify the various crap players in the team that they've already spent money on. Do you know what I mean? He was only yeah. 19 million. Arsenal should have, you know, sold their. Uh, pro- uh, probably there has been like a little bit of. You oh, know, the, his salary is expensive. Yeah, his salary and everything but, will, will make. You know, they should have sold. Three players for one Ronaldo on that Arsenal player. I'd say we just need one Ronaldo, and I, I would make that move. So the Arsenal fans, you know, became in love with their abusers again, and then we saw um, Arsenal v Man City, and mm-hmm. then we saw the beautiful destruction of Arsenal five nil. Yeah, there was so, this. There was this uh, tweet I saw that was like, "Here is a moment where the security. The, there seems some guys like fighting with the with the cops, right? In the in the like with the security in the in a in a football pitch, right? And they say like, here is the moment where the security is making uh, the Arsenal fans to stay to keep watching the game because it was so awful. Uh, yeah, I actually watch a little bit of that. I, I watch a couple of goals, I think, and yeah, they were playing really. Yeah, so I just thought we'd do kind of a nice end to this podcast in my tragic uh, love-hate relationship, uh, which is a popular TV show on RTE. Um, uh, It's about the uh, drug uh, cart gangs of Dublin. Mm. I've watched it. I stopped watching it halfway. I I don't get it. It's not as... uh, amazing as everybody makes out to it mm-hmm. um but yeah my love-hate relationship with arsenal i am a fan <laughs> don't uh, take what i say as not being a fan yeah but i'm disgusted in them 
Do I want them to self-destroy? Yes, because if we finish 8th or 10th, I do not want to celebrate. If we win the FA Cup, I'm not going to celebrate because that's like the fourth best cup uh, that you can win. Um, So in my perspective, I want a total destruction, like a nuclear bomb on that team, so it can be completely reinvented. Well, right now they are are on relegation, right? Like I think they are on the very bottom. They should get relegated. And I know yeah. Arsenal fans would hate me for this, but if you are supporting a team that has this continuous abusive relationship that every year it promises to get a global superstar, yeah. um, it doesn't. Every year uh, in midterm uh, transfer window, it promises to do something. It doesn't even have a good manager. Arteta has a long life in Arsenal. If this was any other team... Yeah, he, he yeah. has been for three years now. On yeah, on and consistently he's been doing yeah. terrible, but, you know, whatever it is, yeah. the people, you know, as the managers go, it, it, it had me... I don't know how he's been surviving for so long, but anyway, he must have some fantastic lawyers or clauses in the contract. Like Jose Mourinho has been fired like that after, you know, <laughs> even Leicester, when they won the premiership, they fired the coach the following year when they didn't do well. Yeah. Arsenal is like, no, no, no. We believe this is going to change. It's yeah, like I think, I think Arsenal tends to get like very long uh, managers, right? Like they promise that since Wenger, they haven't really. But have Wenger was on a steady decline as well. I want yeah, to well, be gone. Yeah, like he probably should have lived before, but but you can you can understand like you know he's going but to no, leave whenever but, he wants, not yeah, whenever they. But no, but you could fire them and just pay him off. But the, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Like I imagine that you know he's Wenger, he's. A, a brilliant, uh, you know, he has a history of of getting Arsenal to the very top, and um, you know, just for that. Oh, because the top to... four is the ultimate goal. You know, fourth place, Hammy. That's what you teach kids. Yeah, well, you but work. you know, he's he's he has been uh, he led the the team to win the the Premier League, etc. Right? Yeah, and that was many many. Yeah, I know, I I know, but you know, it was more like okay, we can't really fire this guy, right? Like it's he's like, going to live whenever he wants, and and probably by the from the point of view of Wenger, he should have say like, look, enough, you know, yeah. let's try to leave a couple of years earlier than that. to keep that. your reputation, Hamid. Yeah, I would have been like, okay, like look like Sir Alice Ferguson, Man United was also in a steady decline, but he pulled out at the right moment, you know. Yeah, like if you see, Leinster had no p- uh, patience for. A manager who brought Leinster to the Premiership and made them win, when nobody were given a second look to Leinster, yeah. and the following year they get rid of it. Yet we are holding on to Arsene Wenger because he made us win the Premiership in what two thousand three. Maybe yeah. I haven't got the wrong. And I was just like, okay. So from my perspective, I just kind of wanted to leave this. Uh, um, I'm a, a reluctant fan because I've made my decision to be an Arsenal fan. It's a bit mm-hmm. too late for me to change but I will criticize the exceptional weakness of it. Yeah. And I'll be enjoying how they lose in the next game. And for <laughs> anyone who says, oh, they're going to win the next game, okay, they win, whoop to do Again, the abusive relationships. The person, they're nice to us one time and they work hard. And the next time it goes back into the, you know, uh, drug uh, abuse or the alcohol or the cheating <laughs> abuse. It's, it is an abusive relationship to the Arsenal fans. Look at the video of some of the Arsenal fans. They're being destroyed. And I do enjoy watching them because I'm like, you know, it's killing you guys. I am enjoying watching it saying I am happy in my distaste for my 
team, if that makes sense, or uh, Hami. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm explaining myself well. Yeah, no, I, I my feelings. The, I, I understand the, the disappointment in in trying to get that done, especially because you know this year it looks it really looks like they go, they are going to suffer in in terms of performance and everything. Like the the I I only watch uh, I don't know twenty minutes from the Man City uh, uh, no. Yeah, Man City, right? Like the the one that they got five five goals uh, against, and it was painful. Like they weren't able to do anything. Like they, not even cross the half um, half pitch. Uh, so it it was really like a very bad uh, match for them. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's a nice way to end it on. Let's bash Arsenal. As a man, you as a Real Madrid fan, you're loving this. You're <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't have a specific uh, a specific hate for for Arsenal and everything. Like it's it's really, I don't know. I, I think it's a, a bit sad the fact that they are struggling so much, right? Like I would yeah. like that they they get a little bit better. Uh, I just have a question because I, I think there was another thing important in the news recently uh, related to football and everything, which was the the hiring of Messi by the PSG, right? Like oh yeah, like how did massive, I forget about Messi? Yeah, yeah, it, just because it happened at the at the start of the month, right? But yeah. it was like a a super big uh, announcement and everything on on the world of football. Uh, which is, uh, yeah, I, I still, I was still a little bit surprised. Do I, I, you know, I wanted Ronaldo to go to uh, the same team. To the PSG. They got the opportunity, I think. And, and and to me, it was a little bit strange not to go for it. Like, even if it but was But maybe for, could it be conditioned that maybe Messi or Ronaldo don't want to be in the same team too? Could be, but imagine what could be for a couple of years, right? In, in terms mm. of, no, I'm, I'm a little bit thinking that perhaps um, a sport side won't work as well as you will think but just for the sake of marketing like you know oh, I hey I, I was able to get uh, Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo in the same Harry, place I right? would want to watch them play even yeah, if it's like, like, like I'd be like that's like all the major okay I don't rate Mbappe greatly as I previously talked about in our podcast mm-hmm. he's still seen as a global le- leader Neymar not so much but again you have these big global superstars um I'd be like, let's go to France. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, it's going to be still like a because I, I think the, the French the French league is is still not at the same level as other leagues like the Premier or the Spanish league or, or the Italian league or the German league. Um, at this point, it's going to be well, and they even lost the 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 uh, championship last year, right? <laughs> and uh, so you know, it could be that yeah, well, they are going to win every single game, but. Perhaps in Champions League they won't do as well, right? Because they yeah. lack of that kind of challenge every single weekend, right? As happens in in other leagues. I don't know how it will pay off, but for sure it has been like a you know I, I think it has been a, like a massive move uh, on on behalf so of PSG, um, and and we will see how it goes on that. Like the other thing that is going to happen, right? Like is Messi is probably not is 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 not in their best in in his best years. Right, he's going to be yeah. uh, in decline. I mean, just by age, right? Like, so the uh, his best years are behind him. But anyway, he's uh, still a fantastic player, and he can uh, really make a difference in in France. So we will see how how that goes. And I'd like we never know. Ronaldo may join it next year, or the following year, because he's just chilling. He's like, I'm going to. He, I'd like to see him play, but I'd like yeah. to see Messi and Ronaldo play. I think it'd be nice. Yeah, like I don't know if it will happen for one year or not. Like uh, my, uh, another thing that could happen, I don't know. Like Messi signed for two years. He always said that he wanted to end his career in Argentina, 
Yeah. Uh, probably playing for a couple of years, right? One, two years uh, when he's just... Messi's 50 wanting. and Argentina is like, wow, yeah, he's like fantastic. Like that, right? like, uh, he's he's uh, in, a, in a team from Rosario, which is where he's from and everything. Yeah. So more like, a, okay, let's let's go here for, you know, final <laughs> couple of years and, and try to do something in Argentina. Um, and, I'm, and I'm laughing is because... Just the memes, and I do like Messi was Barcelona was really nice, and then when Messi was crying. There was like memes of Messi with you know cleaning his face with uh, you know money because yeah. that's like <laughs> I love you, but I don't love you enough because the money's yeah. talking. Because Barcelona, well, they, they, they were so they were... many different elaborate arrangements with Barcelona. Yeah. He could be retired, and Barcelona could still be legally yes. obliged to contractual basis. But it's to keep it, paying it was him. he he had like Barcelona had a massive problem with the terms of salaries right like there's a fair play in la liga in the spanish league where yeah. they can't really so even if they were doing like all sort of shady things like okay i will yeah. pay you half and then the other half in five years and things That's like that cl clever uh, if, yeah. if you were a footballer you're like okay if i break a leg but they've guaranteed by contract yeah the, the thing is that uh, they they don't allow you to to get paid less than 50% that you were paid last year, mm -hmm. right? And it's supposed to be like the, the ratio, there's a ratio between uh, income and salaries yeah. that should be less than 70%, right? Yeah. Uh, in Barcelona, without Messi, it was like 90-something percent. And with Messi, obviously, it was like 120 or something like that. And right? my favorite thing is they did everything they could to get Sergio Aguero, Messi's yeah. friend, an Argentinian. <laughs> and he was like, wait, Messi's leaving? And I've signed this contract? I'm going to eject, but he couldn't eject. <laughs> yeah. And so he was he was uh, uh, like forced to leave like, because even if they remove, even if, if Messi was paying uh, like, like zero, right? They still didn't get the ratio, so it was like, yeah, you can't really win on that unless they they were able to sell a lot of players, which yeah. they are also having problems selling them because they pay them so much that it's very difficult for other for other teams to 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 hire them. Exactly, yeah, and particularly with the COVID nineteen uh, restrictions, there was yeah. not a lot of income being made, so the transfer market wasn't as lucrative as you would think. Uh, usually you'd have these, uh, Grealish was a hundred million, but look, I'm not going to go into that conversation. I'm like, I would have paid 50 million for Ronaldo in his 36 age yeah. than Grealish. Yeah. Because that man is a beast. He puts such high expectations on himself that it's kind of like, if I did work with you, I know that even if you hated, you would do a high quality of work because you yeah. have a high uh, expectations as to the quality of work. And he's so mm -hmm. disciplined. So I would have put 50 million for Ronaldo in his current condition, get two, three years out of him. Tickets, sales, you know, uh, T-shirts. Yeah, I, I think really that the thing that made sense was what happened, which is moving to Manchester United, right? Like there's yeah. a still a big association between him and Manchester United. There were rumors of going to Manchester City. I didn't really saw that working out. And, and you know, like it, it was sort of the match really that, you know, made sense. Um, for maybe him. Ronaldo doesn't like the French. Yeah, maybe that's the reason. <laughs> could, do you know what be, I mean? Yeah. Like, like I, I was, I was thinking that perhaps he will go to PSG, like <laughs> yeah, just for just for the sake of it, that that the PSG will say, like, okay, yeah, like we have this, we see this opportunity, we are going for it. And yet but, they yeah. will still not win the Champions League. Sorry. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But know. you know, it's very difficult to win the Champions League. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah.
All right, okay. Harry. So yeah, I think I think that that was it. Yeah, I was. We talk a lot about uh, uh, about a lot of different things today. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, it was kind of nice to see your viewpoint on things uh, uh, on this session. So maybe yeah, we'll do th- more like this. Yeah, we will probably do this from time to time. Yeah. So thank you for listening. And you can follow us by searching Wrong Side of Life podcast in the internet. See you soon.